we're on. Afternoon everyone, nice to join you again. Um, we've come to do another thing where Jonathan comes through and speaks um, about certain subjects. Uh, I think we, we want him to tell us about what heaven is like and what it is compared to earth. So we hope you enjoy this video. Um, this is already um, going to be put on Spotify and podcast, is it? So you can listen to them on there. Um, I'm not very good with technology, but I think there's uh, there's other platforms that it'll be put on as well, so you can you can watch it. Okay, so now um, what I'd like to also mention is um, if you want to go on the website, have a look at the art, elainethorpe.com. Um, if you wanted to book a reading with me, a private reading or a group session, that is also on elainethorpe.com. So you can type in your details and then Lucy will put you on the waiting list for that. And also, if you do have to wait a little bit longer, just know that she she will get back to you. It's just that we work our way through the waiting list. OK, so now we shall begin. Obviously, there'll be no music in this one because um, of the copyright situation. But we are trying to find a little bit of music that's suitable for me. Um, hopefully, one day we'll find some. But for now, it's going to be a nice, peaceful atmosphere and quiet for me to relax and go into it. So we hope you enjoy listening back to this. Um, you know, so I'm going to leave it up to... Jonathan now and good luck
Good afternoon, everybody. I am here to speak with you today. And of course, I am here to talk about our world and your earthly place that you are dwelling in as physical. And in talking to you about that, there, there is a, a large difference, of course. There is a vastness of difference. But the similarity of it is that you have the views and everything that you want to see with your consciousness in front of you. So, for instance, if you wanted to see a beautiful meadow, it would appear in front of you, because you are the consciousness, you are the thought. If you had a home that you liked on the earth, perhaps you wanted to see it with your thoughts in heaven, and it would be there. Or perhaps you didn't have that home that you wanted in life and you wanted in heaven. You could visualize it, it would be present, and you could walk into it. After a while, it would dissipate because it would only be ethereal. It would only be a thought. So it is a, a wonderful way of looking at it. Because the difference is that because you become consciousness, you are therefore seeing it as an illusion. But it can become reality. Whereas in your world, anything that is a thought has to then become reality, perhaps over time. If you are wanting to visualize something within your consciousness on the earth, and it has not yet materialized, it may take time to materialize. It may take time for something that you are wanting or craving for in your mind to materialize. Perhaps, uh, for instance, you are going to go out and buy something and you materialize it by purchasing it. It is something that you have seen, something that you have wanted, something that you go out and buy, you see. Whereas in our world, we have no need for anything physical, but we have the visual. So we can visualize anything that we want to and we can be present. We can be present in several different places, which is what you call by location of thought. So we are the consciousness without the physical attributes. But we do not require anything material. It is just something of an illusion of a thought that becomes a reality for the time that we may want to see it. But there is no neediness attached to it like there is on your earth. On your earth, you require comforts. So you want something comfortable to sit in or a comfortable bed to lay in. We do not require sleep in our world because we are eternal, we are sentient, and we do not require to rest a physicality of a body. So therefore, sleep is not required, although you would think, well, what do you find to do with your time? Well, we have eternity, and time means nothing. You are going to want to communicate with us. We know already going to ask us to be with you. And that does not require us to look at a watch or to say that I have to be there at such and such a time. When you call us, when you tune your minds to us, we are there. Because you are projecting a thought that you want us to be with you. You are projecting a vision in your mind that you want us to join you also. 
And so therefore we pick up on that consciousness connection to our world and we come and join you. But we already know the plan. So most of the time we are able to join you when you ask us to. But we know that you are going to ask us to. Another difference is that it is particularly indescribable, our world. Your world is full of beauty. It is full of physical beauty, but it is also having an energy attached to it, which is invisible to the naked eye, but can be sensed with the consciousness, can be sensed with what you are feeling when you are standing near to something, and it is vibrating an energy which is of invisibility. So if you look at it from the point of view of looking at nature, you are feeling a, a pleasurable energy from it. You are feeling peace and quiet and tranquility, and that is the feeling that you get. But the, the energy that you are getting from it is the reality of it, the visual of it. And that then attaches itself to the feeling of it, the sensations of being in the nature and accepting the beauty of it and becoming part of it, which that you are part of everything that exists in this physical world. So coming back to our world, there are paintings that people have visualized and been shown of our world, and some of them have beautiful temples in them, as Elaine has painted a few of those in her time. And there are places that are remaining there, which are a visual to the souls that they can go and visit. And we have temples and we have uh, learning places that we go and we, we sit in there and we are fine with that, but it is all etheral, none of it is physical. So you don't have to go in through a door if you don't want to. You don't have to walk around the building if you don't want to. You can just go straight through it. <laughs> may seem something of an unusual concept when you see that there is a door there and you want to go straight through the wall. Why would you waste your time? But there is no time to waste because we are eternal. So I do like to give you a little bit of something to chuckle about because we're not all serious here. <laughs> So yes, the, the beauty of, of it is the consciousness can move around at great speed, whereas you have a physical attachment. And if you wanted to go into something beautiful and see it, you would have to walk through a door. You'd have to go inside the building somehow to be able to see the, the inside of it and, and to sit in it and to admire it, perhaps. But if you are spirit, you can be through or within anything. So there are, there are no physical limitations in, in which to get inside of something. You can just be there. The minute you visualize being inside of something, you are instantly inside of it. But if you prefer to travel through it and, and make it more of a, a sort of a subject of a physicality, you could make it that way. You see, anything is possible in spirit, anything. But you see, our world is full of light but there is also a night sky should you want to see it. So it's all done through thought. Conversation is done through thought. Whereas here you have telepathy, that can be done through thought also. It is telepathy. So when we communicate in our world, it is telepathy because 
we don't have a physical voice, so everything is mind to mind, telepathy, consciousness to consciousness. And that is how we communicate with each other, and that is how we communicate with you sometimes in dream state. We may look at you in dream state, you may see us physically there present, but everything is communicated into your mind from ours, from our consciousness to your consciousness. So when you come here, you have a similarity of, of vision, similarity of things that are present in your world, but we do not necessarily require roads or houses or vehicles because we are the vehicle that can be anywhere that we want to be. But it is all consciousness, all thought, and all presentation of what the thought is perceiving something to be as a reality of looking at it. So there are so many explanations of what you could have in the spirit world, but they all dissipate. And they can be rekindled again, because just the consciousness will present something that it may want to look at. And then when it is finished with, it, it again dissipates. Your thoughts dissipated your physical world. You forget about things. So that means that what you were thinking about, the thought was no longer needed, perhaps it dissipated. You usually only hang on to poignant thoughts. And if you're going to hang on to unnecessary thoughts of consciousness, then you're only going to allow them to plague your mind. But they are there, only present, because you have spent time concentrating on that. But the minute you don't concentrate on it, it dissipates. So that is what it does in our world. It, it dissipates. It disappears. We don't need it. You see, so we have no baggage to carry around with us as you would carry your worries around with you and, and think of them and, and conjure them up in your mind. Instead of letting them go... You play them over and over again, so they, they seem more, I would say, not so much physical, but they are present, and you are allowing them to, to stay in your mind so that you can keep recreating the thought over and over again when you don't even need it. So if you want to create a positive thought, you tend to let it go very quickly. And you don't hang on to it like you do your negative thoughts. We do not hang on to any negativity in our world. Everything is bliss. Everything is love. Everything is eternal. Everything is a thought. And we do not need to hang on to that thought. And there is very much beauty in our world. You see, if you're going to look at some flowers, they have life in them. Flowers on your earth have life in them, but the flowers in spirit are so many colours that you haven't even begun to see on this earth. Although you have beautiful, attractive flowers that have souls inside of them on this earth, when they go to spirit, they sparkle and, and they are alive and, and they are happy and they are colourful beyond belief. Or you can touch it, it will sparkle. So there are, there are many visions to be seen that are present there. But you could be there in an instant. So I do enjoy looking at the flowers, the colourful flowers. I do enjoy listening to the angels singing. 
And so therefore, when the angels sing, they are light, they are, they are beings of light, they are energy, they are beings of pure love, they can sing and you can hear it visually. And you would say, well, do you not have ears? But you have a consciousness that can hear everything. It does not require physical hearing, but it can pick up on any sound anywhere because it is all etheral. There is nothing of physicality there. It is what is present in the thought and the action at the moment. So if I wanted to go to this garden to look at the flowers, it would be a beautiful presentation of the consciousness of the flower sparkling and alive. It doesn't die, ever. Nothing in spirit dies, nothing. It is all eternally alive and, and vibrant with colour and energy. So if there was a tree there, that tree would show me its soul. It would be full of life. It would have no physicality, but if it wanted to be presented as physicality, I could make it physicality with my mind and touch it, or I could have it as a, as a thought. But the soul of the tree will present itself as, as a vision to me, and I will be a vision to it. So the two have had life in them upon the earth. I have had life in a, in a being, and the tree has had life on earth for many, many hundreds of years until something may go wrong with the tree and it wishes to take to our world and be there. So do not forget that everything in life that has a consciousness, that has a growth, has a soul. So trees have souls, you see? They, they have feelings. They, they have intricate roots that travel underground. And if you could see underneath that ground and see how far they connect with another tree that is not far away from it, they touch each other and entangle together and become somewhat of a family. So they communicate with one another. But you cannot see it. You just see the tree. You don't see that underground they have communication. So they are a family. They may be different sources of trees. Some may be de uh, deciduous, others may be non-deciduous, but they still communicate. So a forest full of trees, you would walk in there and if you were a soul, without the physical, you could hear all the trees chattering. You could hear all of the trees singing, their vibration turns into somewhat of a sound that becomes immeasurable. So when you join our world, everything is immeasurable and inexplicably beautiful, constant, and it turns into your reality. Jonathan, um, on our, in our world, we experience a wide range of emotions do we experience them in heaven at all? We have bliss and happiness in heaven. There is no sadness. Although sometimes we can present an emotion if we are overjoyed to have communicated with the people of the earth, our family and loved ones, that makes us overjoyed. But if they are particularly sad for us, we understand that they grieve for us 
and and they do not know where particularly we are and what we are doing and whether we are happy, if they could see that, they would be happy for us, but they are only missing the physicality, the presence of us. And they may not know that the soul goes on after physical death. So you see, they are distressed, but we can be with them, but they may not want to accept us, or they may want to accept us. Okay, um, a big part of who we are are our senses, and you did say you can touch a tree. So would you say we retain our senses when we go into the afterlife? Yes, you, you would retain your senses, but not in a physical way you would retain them in a spiritual way. So, for instance, as I spoke to you, that uh, if I wanted to touch a tree, I could either make it more physical or I could make it ethereal where I would put my hand through it, you see? Uh, so, you see, everything is, is of uh, uh, non-physicality, so it can pass through it rather than touch it from the outside. It, it becomes a part of it. So it's going through it, inside of it, outside of it, around it, and it becomes a part of it for that moment that it has, that the soul has decided to touch the tree. Okay, thank you. Um, unless you have anything else to add to that, I think you've given us a good image of some of the similarities and differences. Yes. Uh, I could go on forever. <laughs> sure you could. <laughs> uh, but you would be here all night. Uh, but uh, I would like to say, well, I will be talking more about that in the future, uh, depending on whether or not you would wish me to talk about it. But that is just a, a minuscule explanation of, of how our world exists. Everything is based upon energy and love. And you are existing with one another as one. So you see this mass consciousness in your world, you all connect, your minds are buzzing and communicating with one another and thinking about one another. In our world, we're just thinking about someone, they're instantly there because they know that we have communicated with them. Uh, one more question now, sorry. Uh, do souls hang on to negative at all? I think that they sometimes do hang on to negative if they have not passed through to the light properly. So, for instance, if you get a, a soul that goes across with suicide, they may hang around with these thoughts of perhaps guilt, or they may have fear within them, and they will hang around for the time that their funeral is waiting to take place until they are in full acceptance that they are going to go to the other side into the light and to be loved. So they may spend that time hanging around, and, and they, they don't necessarily have fear, but they, they go around seeing everyone that they loved, and maybe they feel a little bit guilty about the fact that they have taken their lives. But they are never unaccepted into our world. They're always going to be loved, always going to be accepted and understood. Uh, okay, thank you, Jonathan. Well, I wish you all well until the next time that I come here to speak to you. I'll speak to you soon. God bless you all.